All right, everyone, we're back. Different setting. We are up in the heart of Carlsbad and Carlsbad Village at the Compass. And I'm sitting down with Andy Davis and Justin Jashura. <laughs> Nailed it. Um, first off, guys, uh, I did a little bit of homework. And thanks to Karen for setting this up. Um, on your guys' background, you both have incredible resumes, which I know also means you're incredibly busy. Um, I've followed through the lens of social media, what's going on in Carlsbad, which is a really unique take in the city and, and communities had on uh, the pandemic and everything going on the last year. Um, I respect a lot. I've intentionally tried to drive up here. I live downtown to come up and support and see it with my own two eyes. Cause I think a lot of people are trying to, to take the same road as you guys. Um, so I feel like it would be, I'd be doing a disservice and I wanted to let you each kind of talk about your background first. Cause I know there's a lot more than, uh, you know, the one venue and you guys each have a, a incredible history. And then we'll, we'll dive into this last year and how it's impacted your businesses. So Andy, by all means, man. Um, and, and I guess also thank you for Andy. Andy set us up with some man Moses. Oh yeah. And, and was Start a real off. leader, took Starting the leadership right. role there. I mean, was it's not morning planned. time. It's, you know, yeah. So we're, we are sitting at drink. 10 AM right now on a Friday. So I feel like it's suitable and we all uh, didn't want to leave him on his own. So Andy, that. kick us off and tell us um, a little bit about your uh, hospitality background. Well, I think, you know, kind of similar story. A lot of people, my first job, 15 years old, was at Marie Callender's, which is unfortunately no longer here in Carlsbad. Still to this day, one of my best jobs. I, you know, I was a host. I worked with all girls from a different yeah. high school, and I got to take a pie home every night. And I made $4.25 an hour. Winning. So, yeah, <laughs> still one of my best jobs ever, to be honest. And then, <clears throat> you know, just bounced around a little bit, you know, kind of when you're a teenager and a kid, job to job in the hospitality, you know, growing up in Vista, there's a country club, Shadow Ridge Country Club. And like part of growing up there, you gotta do six months at the country club, like in banquet or busing. And so I had done a few things and ultimately what led me to my first establishment, Mosfina Cantina was, I worked with a guy on a graveyard shift in a printing press um, company. Wow. And he started a bar with a buddy of his. And at 20 years old, I rolled through and I said, hey, you started a bar? And he's like, yeah, here's a beer. And I'm like, this is great. I'm drinking, I'm 20 at a bar and love this. And then, so it just segued into, you know, I had a relationship with him. I was like, dude, give me a job. Like, and then that's how it started at Cantina, bar back oh, yeah. 20 years old. Crazy. No real, never worked in like in a bar atmosphere, you know, and it all been like, you know, kind of restaurant hospitality, busing, hosting in the dish pit. Got to do a little time in the dish pit. Mm-hmm. And then, um, you know, I guess the short story of it, six and a half years later, I bought that restaurant bar from my boss. Crazy. And that's kind of where it started out. And it was never like a, I want to own my own restaurant bar. You know, that was never my aspiration. It was just kind of fell into it. I really, you know, really loved the job, you know, bartending that trade and the people and, and the business. And it was just kind of like, well, I can't be a bartender the rest of my life. For like, sure. got to figure something out. And, you know, it just worked out, thankfully. Mm -hmm. And so, shoot, that was 14, 15 years ago, something like that. I don't know. It's kind of hard wow. to keep track of it. And, you know, that's been really good. I've been very fortunate down at Mosfini Cantina. I've got an amazing staff, you know, great customers and, and locals down there. And it's kind of, you know, your, your, your small community vibe. Mm -hmm. And then fast forward, when I bought that, after I bought that about five years later, uh, this spot we're at right now, the Compass, used to be Mr. Peabody's. I don't know if you guys are familiar with the Mr. Peabody's. They had a yeah, few around know. town. There used to be yeah, one down by Qualcomm. Yeah, yeah. Um, and they're up for sale. And then we came in and we bought Mr. Peabody's. And at the time, I was a big fan. I still am of Craft and Commerce mm. down in uh, down spot. in your neck yeah, of the yeah. woods, right? And uh, kind of before the remodel, like, you know, all those years ago. And I just love their style of restaurant, those style of restaurants, you know, with the cocktails and the food and the kind of atmosphere. And we're here in the village, we had a lot of your standard bar grills, you had your Mexican food spots, mm. you had your um, Irish Irish bars, yeah, right? Definitely. That style of restaurant and bar was nowhere to be seen up in North County. And so that was our kind of vision of, of bringing that kind of style um, you know, up here. And that's where kind of compass just materialized. It was never like, again, like this long dream of doing that. It just was like, all right, we got this bar. What do we got to do totally. to make it different, to make it successful? And it's like, 
what don't we have? What are we lacking in this community? And then when you go to another community, uh, like downtown San Diego and even like in LA, it's kind of like old time, old town Pasadena. And, um, you know, those were the places that were really popular. And so it was lacking. So that's what it came. We actually, we had the, uh, the opening chef, I believe, of Craft and Commerce, uh, Chef Craig Jimenez. I don't know if you ever knew him, mm-hmm. but we actually, we hit him up and, you know, you know, chatted him up and grabbed him to chef consult really cool. our opening menu. So, really cool. you know, where we weren't like trying to like exactly duplicate, you know, we're taking the things that we really liked and try to also make them our own. Um, but with getting, you know, the help of someone like that, that's been in the industry and doing great work with food and, you know, our, our craft cocktail program was pretty raw in the beginning, you know, it was kind of a lot of learning experience, but you know, we just celebrated, uh, nine years here, December 19th. So oh, that was going to ask how long yeah, been around. So it's been nine years here and you know, it's been good. And so that's, you know, in a nutshell, my, my, my hospitality, we actually like to, like when I was younger, just like anything, you got a lot of drive and ambition. And Justin and I, like, we came close on a couple projects. That's I mean, true. obviously he's got to give his resume, but you know, we came close on a couple projects and it's, it's funny to yeah. kind of think about like, you know, like I've got two spots now and I'm so happy with that. I couldn't even think about having like a third or fourth or fifth For or sure, yeah. whatever that would be. Like, you know, some people have so many spots, but you know, it's funny. I think we've had like what, two or three deals. Yeah. Like that were like at escrow level, like, you know, mm-hmm. drop off, right? Wow. It was, it's always like, okay, Time to put your X amount of dollars in the bank account to move yeah, this for deal sure. for them. And it's always like, oh, I don't got that money now. And you're like, okay, well, that's a problem. We're not doing, we're not mm-hmm. doing it. But yeah, that, that's where we're at. So, you know, with between Cantina and Compass, you know, I'm 21 years, you know, deep yeah. in the game. I started at Cantina when I was 20, I'm 41 now. So, you know, it's it's been a long road, a lot of work and, um, you know, I think any small business owner that kind of, you know, makes it on their own, it's can't be afraid of the hard work and the long hours sure. like you just got to welcome that and that's you know the secret to success kind of especially you know, in this, in this game exactly exactly i have a bunch of questions but i'm gonna put a pin in them because i feel like they're gonna be a questions that apply to both of you so mm-hmm. um i will pin it um and i also wanted to kind of get the same uh elevator background on on, on your history yeah it's it's actually pretty similar my uh I grew up in construction. My father was a painting contractor and I actually did both for a while. Um, even at the ownership level, I was still running a painting contracting company. But my first job though, besides picking up trash and, and peeling off masking tape for my dad's jo- uh, projects was actually Dairy Queen in Oceanside when they first opened. So I was laughing because, we from Vista, right, Vista? Mm-hmm. So he got a job in Carlsbad. I'm from Carlsbad, I got a job in Oceanside at the, at the, at the pier. And <laughs> honestly, that was probably one of my rat jobs ever too. Like saying, <laughs> that was the first job. <laughs> I was double dipping cones, you know what I'm saying? At Dairy Queen, <laughs> and uh, there was it was bikinis, you know what I'm yeah, saying? It was yeah. bikinis all day, dude. I was pumped, oh, and like I saw funny. Jacob Holland. Um, he's one of our, he's a liquor rep, um, and a good friend of mine still. And actually, his daughter works for us, and uh, I think she's still there in Oceanside. Depends because of all this drama. We don't, I don't know who's actually there right now. <laughs> uh, but anyways, um, he's one of my. We were all 16 years old hired on working the summer like girls coming in and Hell it was yeah. it was a blast dude and that was my first time and actually like i've been telling people i've been in management like basement i think every job i had i got some kind of shift leader some kind of position because at first i was double dipping cones making my blizzards and then turn them over <laughs> yeah turn them over uh, i gotta st- i can't even, I can't even stop yeah i got asked to double dip a cone one time it was one of the rarest experiences of my life but Anyways, uh, then they asked me to cook. So the next thing you know, I'm back there flipping burgers. And that was like, that became like a, like a lead role where yeah. I learned how to cook. So that way, when we're in a rush, if the cook needs help, I hop back there, I flip some burgers, you know, drop the fries and all that. And that was cool. Um, then I worked at a legendary spot called Kafana. Um, it's a coffee house here in Carlsbad. And that was, uh, that was a rad experience. That may have been the best job though. That was rad. <laughs> um, and then uh, from there was Tony Romas, the delivery driver where I became a bus boy and uh, it just Love keeps Tony going. Romans, and then my man. first bartending job was the old location, Rock and Ball Lobster oh, at yeah. the Oceanside um, Harbor. Mm. And that was 22 when I became bar manager there. And, uh, but I started off there, I just wanted to bus. I had waiting experience and I just wanted to bus tables. I didn't want to wait tables anymore. I was just like, I just want to come there make my cash, doing construction by the daytime, busting mm. at night. That's all I really wanted to do. And then um, I was gonna say like, if you haven't cleaned puke out of a urinal, 
then you know what I'm saying? You probably shouldn't run a restaurant. You know what I mean? Like that's, I say that's my gauge. You clean puke out of your urinal? Okay, you're not ready yet. For sure. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> but, you can't pass that button. Yeah, yeah. Um, but uh, my first restaurant, just to fast forward, was 2005. Um, a good friend of mine, one of my best friends in sixth grade, non-lamb. Um, it was actually a Nutrisport, a I think it was, a Nutrisport over here at the uh, Walmart Best Buy Shopping Center off the uh, 78 and Jefferson became available. And I was like, dude, no one's really doing street tacos. And this is legit. I'm going to take my claim now. Like, nobody was doing street tacos at mm. that time. Nobody. It was, it was Tacos El Paisa, which was in, like, uh, Chula Vista area. Mm -hmm. And then it was Tacos El Gordo. That yeah. was it. Oh, yeah. That, they were it. Yeah. And I was like, dang it, we, we, we drive around, try to find, you know, you go down to TJ, you go down to Rosarita, you go down to, on, you know, surf trips, you go to these places, For and sure. you, you see these little street taco vendors, and they're making their tacos, and, uh, you know, you come back here, and it's like, where do you get those things, especially mm -hmm. North County? Like I said, if you live, you know, South County area, you, you got a For couple sure. spots. Yeah. But nobody was really brought it out to, like, you know, the masses or however you want to put it, um, and then we did it. So um, we did that in 2005. And um, not at that time owned a quick walk in the same center, and our fifth month of fifth month of business, we were beating their sales. No shit. Yeah, it was like lying out the door bananas, and it that was. That was before I knew him. Yeah, I was really. That spot up. Yeah, it was great. Yeah, they did a great job. Yeah, so we were we were there just, and it was it was so much fun, man. I mean, you know, like, yeah, I miss those kind of days. I, I miss those like beginning days where you're real hands on, you're chopping the. I'm still hands on. Don't get me wrong, I still yeah. cook even too, but. Back then, like us as a group that started it, um, we're really hands-on working together every day. You got that together, they're flipping the pineapple ketchup, flipping the ketchup behind their back. Hell every yeah. time you tip, we bring the bell. You know what I mean? Like Hell it was yeah. like, we try to bring the street, this true street taco vendor scene uh, out, out in the front. So we had our open kitchens, people come in, you see them out front, just like you would in, 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 in TJ or, or, or Mexico City downtown, where you see these taco spots are wide open. Get sure. the pastor, they're just slicing it up. You know what I mean? And uh, we did that, and then uh, that was 05. So you're, just to be clear, you're, you're saying you're claiming the pioneer of I'm saying, street dude, tacos in North I don't County? Say, I, I, yeah, no, I'm, I'm saying like, I don't want to say it, but yeah, there was no, there was say no it. other. Now's the time to say it. <laughs> okay. I don't want to say it. I don't want to say I'll it. Say it. There was nobody else at that time. I'm just going to say that all the names that are winning, like doing well right now, and I give props to them. Like I will say, I, I, I love how Taco Stand does their stuff. I'll give yeah. them a shout out actually, because you really feel like they added that real TJ Mexico City style, with the corrugated roofing with the, sure. with the way they paint the menu boards on there. They did well, but we were, we were years before them. Um, as far as making the thing, I don't want to offend nobody, but we yeah. did stuff like that. But they're probably the one that I really respect the most as far as their style and how they do it. Um, we actually got mimicked by Taco Bar, I'll say that, because they actually were our, our, one of our food suppliers and mm. actually was the married one of the one of the our, our partner's sisters and then took our concept and copied it legitimately. That's, so, but anyways, that, but, that, but that's, that's part of the game though, dude, that's part of the game. But yeah, um, and then we started Senior Grubbies in 2008. I, I don't wanna talk forever, because I got no, no, multiple fine. things, so. But we started, um, Senior Grubby's in 2008, we opened two restaurants six, six weeks apart. We opened Temecula Los Tacos and then Carlsbad Senior Grubby's, which, by the way, the, the other name was going to be uh, 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 Sombreros and Bikinis. That was the other name. I wanted to call it Sombreros and Bikinis. Dude. Senior Grubby's? Senior Grubby's. <laughs> Who shot that down? Uh, we came up with this. Here's the thing. We had <laughs> Probably everybody. <laughs> no, no. It was, it was the last. It was like the what final name. Yeah. Um, we had, at that time, we had Grubby's Diner in Oceanside. We had a diner for five years. Oh, okay. I had fallen out with the landlord there and it just ended up not working out. But so we had Grubby's Diner and we had Los Tacos. So we're like, how can, you know, we're like, ah, we kind of like the name Grubby's, like, you know? And so we, we took it, see, and the menu was, we took some of the items from Los Tacos, some of the breakfast items from Grubby's Diner, and that's how it became Senior Grubby's. And that's what we ended up going really with. Really cool. So okay. that way we could keep the, you know, we used the, uh, our website was eatgrubby's.com. Um, and that, that was one of the first I, I know that had the eat in front of it, which is eatgrubbies.com. We used the hashtag eatgrubbies so that we could, we could simultaneously promote two, totally. two names, you know what mm -hmm. I mean? Um, so, yeah, Los Tacos y Mas was going to be another one, too. Mm. But we are like, no, that might be too confusing because it still says just Los Tacos. So, anyways, we went up and went with Senior Grubbies. But we started in 08, the crest of the recession. Um, Grubbies Diner, unfortunately, through the recession and the landlord being, lack of a better term, douchey. Um, <laughs> It's a good you know, we, we had it. We, we ended up walking away from that one location after five years. We, my partner, went, he said he just wanted to throw the keys at his face. You know, mm -hmm. I mean, it was it was like 
the, the, it was constant maintenance on the buildings, a standalone building. The last straw was like December, like we had to cut up and redo all of our draining, like a chunk of our drains. It was like thousands of dollars. The guy was like, that's your, your problem. Uh, we're like, dude, we're in the recession, bro. Yeah, you know what I'm yeah. saying? Like, th these are hard times. So after that, we decided when our, our, our basically five years was up, that, that I think January or February, we just we walked away. Mm. It was a sad, that was a sad day we had to do. But we opened up Temecula and Carlsbad six weeks apart, June and July of 2008, you know, put every last dollar we had. Our front door at uh, Senior Grubby's across the street, that big glass, this beautiful big old glass door was like one of the last things we spent money on. It's like, there's no window here, but let's just make this door huge. So it was like, <laughs> that door was like three grand. We're like, let's just, who cares? Like, we're yeah. crushing, we're going downtown Carlsbad. This is our hometown, <laughs> we're gonna crush it. And then it was like, we opened the doors. It's like, where's everybody at? And then like November, it's like, we're in a recession. You know, that's like, oh shit. So that became a whole, that's a whole nother story. But totally, yeah. yeah, we built our, we built our brand in a recession. The first recession we built our brand. So we very much have learned how to, through that experience and now this experience, we've learned how to weather basically, the storm. yeah, weather the storm. Yeah. Yeah. For lack of a better term, we're like roaches. One, you know, we're right. like roaches. Bro, yeah. you know? <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, so that's my little background in that industry. That's a good background. So before I ask this, the next question, uh, it's a high claim to street tacos. So I feel like before mm -hmm. we head back down south, we got to try a street taco somewhere. So where, where should we stop on our way out of Carlsbad? Yeah. I mean, you can go to Senior Grubby's right across the street. That, that's where you want me to go? Yeah. Okay. We Conveniently located. Conveniently located right across the street in the Carlsbad Perfect. Village. We're, we're going to go have a street taco over there after. But I do want to say, because there's something very uh, uh, similar in you guys' story, is you both started from, you know, literally the, the lowest on the totem pole. Um, and I think, you know, that that's the basis of this whole podcast is telling people, you know, where the starting line was, because right now everybody's seeing more of the finish line and we're wanting to show more of the finish line. Yeah. Like, no, no, no. We're, we're bringing people back to the starting line. So it's perfect because you have similar stories. But I guess if you could express into words how that's played into now being an owner operator, like having that experience versus someone who steps in, which there's a lot of people, especially now, because there's people snatching up these you know, restaurants that are going out of business, there's people coming in. And I just had a conversation with a commercial real estate guy the other day saying, I got these guys, they want to scoop up all this cheap real estate and they want to become owner operators. I'm like, they want to become owner operators? Right. I'm like, no so, and there's no disrespect. They could, you know, if you throw enough money at something, it could, it could potentially stick. Uh, but I want to know with your guys' story, you know, how is it when you say clean and puke out of the urinal? That's not a figure of speech. Like you literally have done it. You know, how has that played into now being the decision maker at the top of it? And either one of you can kind of kick that one off well i mean i guess you know you know being the boss and and assuming that role i think everyone always respects you know certain leader leadership you know if you lead by example rather than just say hey i need you to do that um and so the benefit that i have experienced from it is that i've done every job you know it's one of those things like there's nobody that i ever asked to do anything that i haven't done myself mm -hmm. And they know that, especially people that have worked for me for a long time. And there's also that, that other side of, especially during these times, um, is when it's like, hey, you know, we don't have a host today. And I'm like, I hosted, you mm -hmm. know, I can do it. Yeah. You know, it's been a while, roll the sleeves back up. And, you know, so you, you end up kind of like, I always call it coming out of retirement, but you know, you, you're, you're that utility player that you can plug and play in any aspect of your, of your restaurant, your establishment. And, you know, working alongside your employees and hustling and, and them seeing you do the job with them at times when it's needed. I'm not doing it all the time, right? Um, you know, I think is has been the biggest benefit with kind of starting at the bottom and, and working your way through the top, you know? Yeah, yeah, for sure. I agree. Yeah, I'd have to say ditto on that because uh, that's when I have, a, I have a gem that works for me, Mike Hull, shout out, get your, get your name shouted out. <laughs> Anyways, uh, I worked for him actually. Long story short, we met at Kafana Coffee. Uh, oh man, I should tell the next slam story. <laughs> but anyways, he ended up choke slamming me. I'm not gonna tell him why, Mike, you can just live with that. <laughs> he basically grabbed my neck, bent me over the dishwasher, and I just said, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. I was 18, he was like, at that time, probably close to 30, just, you know, big dude. And uh, his thing used to say, I will never ask you to do anything I wouldn't do myself. Mm -hmm. And he ended up opening his own coffee house, went and helped him, I helped work there for a while too. And, um, that that saying is the truth, and nowadays a lot of the staff doesn't don't really know my my history t 
too much. So they never mm -hmm. really see me work. So I think sometimes they're kind of blown blown back sometimes or people are weird out like, hey, that bathroom might come by, I'll grab the, you know, the the cleaner and a bottle of whatever it is, Windex or something, whatever it is, and, and go in the bathroom with a towel and, and just start wiping stuff down, paper towel it up and clean the bathroom and come back out and throw it away, you know, stock it and stuff. It's like sure. I actually take pride in that. It's 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 like it's it's not it's not hard. I, I enjoy the crazy thing is I actually enjoy the work more than I, I, I enjoy running. Yeah, yeah. Because I'd rather just be in the weeds for sure. With with my staff than, you know, behind a desk. I can't I'm not good with paperwork. Like I gotta give Andy props. <laughs> when we meet up, Andy has to bring his notepad. I'm like, dang it, dude! I feel like, what the hell, dude? I need to bring a notepad, man. He had a, we had a big meeting yesterday. I had to let him borrow a piece of paper. Okay, yes, you know, yeah, set them all up. Yeah, you know, yeah. it was good. I'm all, let me step a picture. You know, yeah, it's like high school. You know, my notes. <laughs> he still didn't take adequate notes afterwards. Yeah, that. oh, that's <laughs> funny. So, but yeah, dude, I love just being in the trenches and working with people, and and um, you got to be willing to work hard. And, and um, Andy made a good point as far as the long hours and the commitment. And then, you know, um, he's been fortunate enough to, to, you know, he's got he's got family and kids. I mean, I haven't done that. My social life literally suffers because of my commitment to what I've built. Yeah, and, yeah. And people don't understand that, you know. There's no choice. Like, uh, I mean, several times, I remember one time, uh, one of my relationships, I had to leave, like, a dinner, like, a nice-ass dinner because a pipe broke. Legit, we were leaking. <laughs> She's yeah. like, you didn't have to take off last night. You took off yesterday and went golfing. And I'm like, yeah, but we have a pipe break. It's a little bit different. I got to go now. Emergency yeah, situation. Yeah. I got to go now. Yeah. And it was such an argument that literally I just I threw my credit card on the table and walked away and left her there because she just didn't get it. Like, yeah, legit. yeah. And then, you know, here I am single again, you know? <laughs> <laughs> but, big surprise there. <laughs> big surprise there. That was an expensive dinner. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, dude. I mean, all those time investing. Did you get that credit card back, though? That's <laughs> the question. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, the commitment to to running a restaurant is legit. Yeah, I mean any business period, but I will say restaurant because it's not a nine to five job. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? It's it's a uh, uh, our normal business hours are seven a.m. to eleven p.m. So that's any time an hour before, an hour after, I can get a phone call. Then you get the, the alarm calls. You yeah. know what I mean? False right. alarm calls even. Um, and then uh, on the weekends during regular hours, Senior Grubby's is open till two thirty a.m. We were one of the first, well, well, probably we're the first in the village to stay open late for food. And that was before we had our full liquor. We were just beer and wine at the time, right. but we closed that down and just keep the, the just food op open. And sometimes those hours are the busiest times of the day. And you know, you get a phone call at like 1, 1 45 a.m. Yeah. Come on down, there's a you know a fight because you know, there's the fight and then the other F word syndrome. You know that in the bar scene is the, if the guys aren't getting laid, they want to fight. Mm -hmm. That's the bar scene. Yeah, Every yeah. night. Yeah, yeah. Bars are closing, last call, that's when you know your security, and everyone's gotta be on their toes the most yep. at last call. Yep. Because dudes are like, you know, that's it, it just, just how it is. just got surreal. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> exactly. Yeah. So, um, you know, you gotta be ready to put those hours in from morning to night, you know mm -hmm. what I mean? And there's nobody, you can't call nobody when you're at the top of the period, no, you can't, no one else can, there's no one else to call. Yeah. There's no one else to call. It's you going down there. For sure. And uh, that's what I would say if anyone wants to, do a restaurant really consider your personal life? You know what I'm saying? No, for sure. I think that's that's definitely another basis of the show. Is is uh, I'm sure you guys have had plenty of people say, "I want to I want to open my own place," you know. And and whether it's you know we have we've had a lot of people in hospitality on the show, and then we've had people in all other types of industry. I think the point was to show them exactly what it takes, and there's a ton a ton of sacrifice. So I love spotlighting that. Um, I do want to, like, a, a little segue um, that I think will kind of put us right into the most recent year. And something that I noticed when we were loading in and setting up um, here is the community Carlsbad has as far as hospitality goes. And it was really interesting because you introduced me to the people who came through, but it, was, it sounds like it was different uh, operators at, at different establishments. And you had a few people circulate through here, which I'm sure for you, for you guys is a regular thing. Um, but being down, like all, a lot of our businesses in the Gaslamp District and East Village, and I kind of told you about that, um, I immediately felt a different uh, community vibe here as far as hospitality goes. And, and the fact, I mean, you guys have completely different businesses in the same industry. Um, you know, in one, in one direction, you could look at it as competition or what I feel like you guys have done in Carlsbad, which is, is a model that could, be, that could be showcased, hopefully, across the nation, you know, you kind of, you guys have all came together, you know, and I don't know if this was before, and that's, that's where the segue will come in. So you guys can tell me if this was how it's always been, or if the pandemic was like, Hey, let's all come together and decide to, you know, whether we're calling it peaceful protests, we're opening our doors, we're all kind of in this together, right. but it was really cool just seeing people from technically competing 
establishments mm -hmm. just coming through here and everybody knows each other and you kind of touch base sounds like they're going to meeting together right. so I, I i guess i wanted to know is like is that something that's always been in the fabric of carlsbad or or, or north county or is that something that has just kind of been created over the last year of this pandemic and shutting down and trying to survive it together um you know kind of yes and no i think you know we were kind of talking about you know who we bring this up to in this uh in this interview but i would definitely say within this last year um and then through our peaceful protest it's definitely brought certain businesses together and people that you like you knew but you didn't know um but how long ago was that 10 years ago yeah probably 10 years ago we uh, i knew this guy but i didn't like know him right and so uh, another friend of mine he owns this place called boris crossing also right across the street another justin another justin <laughs> Right, so we had the idea of starting a, um, a softball league, like a true bar softball league. Cool. And you know, I went to the city, Steve Hara, and you know, we got the we got the okay to kind of start our own league. He's like, you're gonna need this many teams, and we picked a night, and we literally walked around the village to certain establishments that we thought would you know want to join and and be a part of it, and it was not just a not just a, a softball league. So it was, we had criteria and the criteria was 50% of your players had to be staff working at your establishment. And the other half could be whatever, but it had to be at least 50%. Otherwise you're essentially ineligible to play. Mm. Um, and then also from that, <clears throat> losing team always had to go back to winning team's bar and have drinks and eat afterwards. And you know, oh, that cool. kind of camaraderie. And by it was, the first round. By the first round. And, um, and so that was like 10 years ago. And then from that, that was really like the biggest, you know, singular event yeah, like that got us all together. That got us all together. Cause it's cool. one of those things like, you Super know, you rad. said like, y'all work in the same town, you know, the spots, you love the spots, you know, the people that work there. You maybe know the owners, bartenders, managers, whoever, you know, but you don't like, you know, you don't really like get to know them. And so, you know, we were playing every Wednesday and having fun and then going back to each other's place. And then like, you know, it's just like having your, you know, friends over to your house. You're like, you know, the drinks are coming, sure. you know, everyone's, yeah, you know, having Super a good fun. time. And so it just, it just built this like really good camaraderie within the village. And so you got to know different operators and bartenders like really closely. And that's, that's what cool. I think really brought, um, you know, single-handedly brought the village together with, I mean, we had, I think at the highest, yeah, we had 14 establishments playing in the league. Yeah, and, gnarly. and uh, you know, when you spend every Wednesday getting drunk with each other, like you <laughs> start, uh, you start getting to know each other really well. And so I think, you know, really like looking back, that's what really was the kind of, you know, the kind of the glue that's held us all yeah, together yeah. all this time here, uh, all this time later, because, you know, that league has, you know, f since fallen to the wayside, because like, you know, after getting drunk which, every which, Wednesday which for like that thing so many up. years, yeah. like, you're like, I, my body can't take that's this. That's really cool. Yeah. Um, and so, you know, that's what was great. You know, like I said, I knew this guy, but I didn't know him. And then like, mm -hmm. you know, fast forward 10 years later, like we're really close. We're in this, sure. you know, current, you know, protest and fight that we're in today together, you know, we're just kind of taking upon ourselves along with other restaurants and, and certain community members that are that are helping and being the guiding light to this. But, you know, that was the, the kind of the precipice of it. And, you know, we got to know each other really well and, and we've remained close friends since then. And and so that was, that's where it started. And then, and then obviously like, you know, with the pandemic, yeah. I'll let you take over. Yeah. So like our, our camaraderie we had is, you know, we built that camaraderie with and it was a rad time. I would suggest any community, you guys downtown, even if it's a bowling league, something. Like we've talked about bringing back a bowling league was one of the things like, oh, should we do a bowling league? Yeah, yeah. You know, something not, not as uh, competitive because towards the end there, it got like, it got crazy competitive. Yeah, and I that, think that was the other thing we took <laughs> yeah. off because we lost, we went away from like the, the, the initial Party like fun. vibe of it to Let's like. Let's just have a blast to like. You know, you have four collegiate athletes <laughs> on your team. <laughs> and a guy that played semi-pro fucking softball and traveled the world. Like, yeah, this yeah. is not fun. Like we well, just lost 30 Paul, to two. Paul was like a Padre, wasn't he or something? That's funny. Paul, wasn't Paul Padre? Yeah, yeah, he was professional. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> this guy, I threw a pitch to him, and I was talking smack. I threw a pitch to him, and he hit it so hard. I just, he hit it. I didn't even look. I just, I just went like this <laughs> to give me another ball. I knew it was over the fence. He smacked the, the and he was a pitcher too. That. He was like, you know, he smacked the yeah, snot out of it. When you're yeah, an, I was an like, athlete, right? Yeah. 
anyways, but um, those are great times too. Um, but so we already had this camaraderie and that's really what, what got us really talking and hanging out and, and doing things besides just softball sometimes, you know? But, um, and then when this all started to happen, I tend to text him and he'll text me too, but like, hey, what do you, like, what, what's your stance? Like, what are you gonna do? And that's kind of how mm. this all started. Like, cause I knew we all know each other. So it started being this just kind of, I think would be like a text feed thing almost in the beginning. Um, you know, are you guys staying open? We never, we, we never closed. Only restaurant we closed was our, our, our poke and fish market at the shops at Carlsbad, mm. which is the mall, but it's the shops at Carlsbad. Um, that's when we closed cause the mall closed and blah, blah, blah there but we stayed open the entire time um, and it all started and it ended with staff because sure. when they first did this thing, I have single moms that work for me. You know what I'm saying? I have, you know, uh, people have children and they have places they have, they have to feed people. So I was like, okay, we're yeah. not gonna close. And I kind of like that challenge to be honest with you. Like this year's kind of made, it made it somewhat interesting for me because day-to-day operations really isn't my, not to say my specialty, but it's not really, as fulfilling as creating another new restaurant or opening a restaurant. That's like my, that's why I love that part, the creative part of it. But like we serve, basically for months, for months at a time in the beginning, we, we slang food out the front window like a Handel's ice cream or a Dairy Queen, you know? Wow. And Taking it back to Dairy Queen. Yeah, taking it back to Dairy Queen. Yeah. Double dip that burrito. Yeah. Um, we just had our front doors where our register was, right at the front door, and then we had these windows in the front. We just took the screens out and started throwing it through the front window. Crazy. And um, well, we, we did start, like, there was, like, a movement prior to that that we, when was that? We got together with, like, a secret meeting, you know, basically with business oh, yeah. owners, and we had a planned kind of, like, we're going to open, like, we can't remain closed. Yeah. We, we had organized, we had called ourselves at the time, what was it, North County San Diego United. Yeah. And we had, you know, collectively like 50, 60 businesses through two like secret meetings, you know, like one was behind closed door at one restaurant, another one was behind closed doors at another. And then we said, look, we're gonna collectively open on this date if, you know, if the state doesn't allow us to. And then that was kind of, I think, the- And that's the when they, that's when they allowed like, us that, they, you, they set the rules that uh, with the spacing and everything, they allowed us to reopen. So we, right. didn't, we didn't do it then. But then that's- We already had like guns guns drawn, like it was yeah, legit. Yeah, yeah. And, that, and that brought us together again, you know, like certain, certain other restaurants, you know, like kind of to your point where, <clears throat> you know, prime example, like Robbie Vigalucci, you know, like I knew Robbie Vigalucci enough mm -hmm. to kind of say hello, but you know, like you're like, wow, Robbie Vigalucci is like in the trenches with us right now. And mm -hmm. like, he's part of this and like, you know, so it's, it's brought, you know, other operators and stuff together through that, you know, through that unity, that common goal. Sure. And that kind of fell a little to the wayside just because one, we were allowed to open, this was like last summer. And then two, like, you know, the, the lack of having someone operating. Like I started an email uh, chain for it, but like, I am not great at email. Like you send me an email, I'll get back to you like five, six days, you know, <laughs> yeah. like, when you, you're starting like getting a bunch and yeah, you, got, like, you, know, you have someone on top of that. And so that kind of fell a little to the wayside and then, you know, and I think with the most recent one um, that was called at uh, Oak and Elixir after the last mm -hmm. stay at home order that came down, like, what was that, December? December, yeah, December 10th or 11th. Yeah, and then that one, again, brought, you know, other businesses back into the fold. Sure. Into the fold, so, you know, we were able, the benefit of that is like, we already had a really close relationship and then, you know, kind of to your point with competitors, like here in the village, it's not like, you know, he sells tacos. I also sell tacos at Moschina Cantina, you know, and it's not, I'm like, he's like, what's another great place to go to? I'm like, senior grubbies, you know? And so we're, we're, we're in the sense of like, we are a, a close knit community and village vibe and we want everyone to do well, you For know? Sure. So, you know, sometimes when a new place comes down and you're like, oh, we're gonna, we're gonna take Compass out, you know, we're gonna put them out of business or we're gonna, you yeah. know, a new taco spot opens up, Senior Grubby's not, and it's like, we're like, well, how about like you open, we'll help you, you help us, and we both do well, you know? Yeah. So, totally, so that's yeah. kind of our, our yeah. you know, that's, that's the vibe of Carlsbad, period. Outlook on it. So, yeah. you know, that's, you know, kind of what we try to emulate. And so, you know, through that, that last, uh, you know, meeting that we had in December, you know, we were able to reach out to, you know, within our group of people. And it's just like anything, the relationships you build, relationships you build on, you know, like if I come to you and, and, and say, hey, this is what we're doing. I really like you to be involved. Like, you know, someone's gonna take, 
you know, that more to heart than someone sure. like, hey, I've never met you, but do you want to come do this really crazy thing that could jeopardize your business, <laughs> business and your yeah. liquor license and, <laughs> you know, your health yeah. license and, and everything you've worked for? You know, so, you know, well, that's it, that's what's been helpful. It's funny, too, because I know you guys said you watched the, the guy we interviewed before on our last podcast, who owns Barbusa, mm-hmm. and a couple or a few years ago, um, I'm not sure if you've been or heard or seen a Born and Raised. Yeah, uh, absolutely. Steakhouse. Been there a yeah. few times. Yeah, yeah. Great Incredible spot. steakhouse. But during the ramp up, obviously, they were dumping a ton into marketing and PR and driving eyeballs behind that brand coming out. And it's, it's gorgeous. Like, it's a beautiful space. It's literally next door to Barbusa. And I remember I was in Barbusa um, and I asked him, like, before they'd open, Born and Raised open, I'm like, you know, like, what's your take on this? You're a little worried. Where are you at? And there's definitely two different perspectives you could take. And he took the right one. He's like, are you kidding me? You know how many new people they're going to bring down to Little Italy that probably never been, been here before? All that money and attention, their brand. Right. And I look, I'm like, I feel like there's another set of a perspective that could be in fear and start yeah. panicking and oh my god they're going to cannibalize us but he took it and honestly he said since they've opened we've been he's like it's been incredible right been great yeah. they're doing great so i feel like it, it the community approach and also too if you're opening a business and you're worried that that they might take all your business you probably should have never opened exactly um, so yeah. if you're worried there's not it enough keeps to go you sharp it yeah. keeps you sharp and moving yeah, and, and i think what you guys are doing too is you're actively driving more people to if we called Carlsbad Village the brand here in general. Now it's becoming more of a destination for locals. I know it's very touristy, but by coming together, now you're getting more attention to people coming here and making this their Saturday activity, their Sunday activity versus, right. you know, you get that territorial, which is very common in in this yeah. in the, this industry, um, that it's almost like it, you hit a point where like if you're doing so well, someone's gonna look, it looks bad, you know? Right. They're, gonna, they're gonna look down on you because you're doing so well, you know? so. I think that's great. I do want to, you know, with that being said, talk about it's community connected is community committed, committed. Community I'm sorry. Committed. Community yeah. committed is, is kind of what I started on. looking at what you guys have been and pushing. So I also want to acknowledge that there's probably people who are watching or listening who don't know exactly what's going on in Carlsbad. So the community committed and also the peaceful protest. So I guess clue people in who have zero idea who, you know, this is the first thing hearing because I've heard about it because I'm a San Diegan. I know what's going on up here. So what exactly is Carlsbad doing that's different from other industries? Well, I think what it really stemmed from, um, you know, because, you know, at the end of the day, like you're a business, like, you know, you're to go against the state and the county. It's like, it's a scary thing. And so we had, uh, I'll just say, you know, there's a husband and wife, um, Michael and Susan Curran. They are, they have their own law firm. You know, he's Carl's, they're both Carlsbad residents. You know, he actually came up through hospitality too, prior yeah, to becoming a rad. lawyer. And so he knows he, he did all the bus boy to bartending and all that stuff. And, you know, they just got tired of seeing what was happening to their community and to their mm-hmm. favorite spots. Cause they came out, they frequented restaurants and they loved going out and, um, they just, you know, they're a lawyer. They have a different mindset than, you know, than we do. And so they had, you know, seeing certain protests that had been going on through the nation, regardless of the, you know, whatever the cause was. And, you know, everything, you know, as you've seen as like different rules and guidelines came out and they just, you know, he said, he's like, you can't do this unless it's a peaceful protest, then it's allowed, right? Like mm-hmm. they, that came out through, you know, mm-hmm. certain mandates and guidelines. And so it's like, well, you know, constitutional right constitutional rights like peaceful restaurants could have a peaceful protest and and being able to be open would be protected by the constitution and so that's where it really stemmed from and so that initial meeting that was down at a place called oak and elixir it's a wine bar right down the street and it's a a mom and daughter um run establishment and um that was that was the initial meeting and and they came up and they led the meeting they said listen you guys can open we can open together. You're protected by the Constitution. You know, it'll be outlined that, you know, this is a, a peaceful protest. Um, we're protected by the Constitution while serving, serving food and beverage, you know. And, and then also through that message was opening safely still. It's not like, sure, hey, just yeah, throw everything yeah. out the window and yep. it's just like back to like three deep at the bar and, you know, <laughs> staying open till two. Yeah. You know, we still follow the guidelines and the protocols that have been set forth for right. What are we 11 months into this thing right now? Yeah. yeah. You know, how many different protocols and guidelines have come out over 11 months? We followed them all. Yeah. Yeah. And all the postings on the, on the, yeah, all the postings right up and yeah. And so 
that's that's really where it stemmed from. And then we collectively said, okay, so, and that was right when the latest stay-at-home order was coming on and restaurants were closing back down again, 100%. And anyone that owns a restaurant or knows, back in March 16th when it originally happened, mm-hmm. you know, the doors closed. And God, I was thinking about this the other day and it's just like, you know, my partner Jessica and I here went down to my other establishment and we cut checks for the entire staff between the two places, which is around 70 people. And we laid everybody off in one day. We wrote everyone's checks out. We all gave them the papers on how to file unemployment because we didn't know what was gonna happen. We couldn't help them, you know, by by giving them a place to work. Yeah. So we knew what that feeling was like. And it was also like, you can't even come in the door, you know, you can't hug or like shake somebody's hand and say, hey, best of luck listen, we're fighting for you. We'll get you back to work as soon as you can. It was like, you know, put your mask on. Here's your check through the door. The instructions on how to file unemployment are in there. We'll give you updates when we have them, you know? And so mm-hmm. I remember exactly what that was like laying off my entire staff oh. and and having like kind of really no answers for them. Yeah. Which as the boss, right? Mm-hmm. You always have that. You have to have the answer. Yeah. You got like, to think on the Yeah. Yeah. Think on the fly. You got to pivot. You got the answer. Even if it's the wrong answer, answer, you know, you got to execute and, and create action. Even if it's a bad answer. That's right. what I said. Like, even for us, like, even if, if, even if you're giving us bad news, but it's some news working in the right direction, mm-hmm. I feel like we're owed that. And then they're owed that, but there wasn't, there almost still isn't. There still that, isn't, you know, 11 months later. And so, you know, None of us wanted to replicate that feeling. Plus, you know, as as thousands of other small businesses, not just in the restaurant industry, mm-hmm. right? Salon, uh, gyms, gyms, anyone that's been really negatively affected, I feel like unfairly compared to say big box stores. Uh, that's right. a whole different subject. But, um, you know, and then we also, the other side of that is we knew that with no assistance after struggling all year of just kind of like paying the bills, trying not to go into debt, um, that we wouldn't be able to survive it. And so Mm -hmm. it was also a survival for, you know, kind of like we talked about, like 21 years of my life. I'm 41. That's more than half of my life that I have been working and growing this business. And, and the other side of it is if any small business, you owe everything to your staff. You'd be zero, you'd be nothing, you'd be nowhere without them and yep. all the hard work and dedication that they've given you over you know X amount of years yep. in this game. And um, you know, it just got to the point where we're all unwilling to close down, risk our business, put all our entire staff, our family out of work again. And the difference was we had a lawyer on our side. Yep. Yeah. And he was, 100%. and he gave us, he was the guidance. Like, yeah. Hey, you can do Give this bullets, do it safely. You've got the constitution on your side. And that's, I mean, that's the biggest big brother you can have, right? Totally. Yeah, yeah. Standing yeah. Behind you with your chest, well, it, it chest curbs it because you said something that I think is really important. Cause I think, uh, business owners, the more you've been doing it, you almost get like this, uh, stigma of being fearless, you know, right. and, and in a lot of ways you are but you still hold on to certain fears. And and when you said, you know, defying what like local and federal is telling us to do, it is pretty fucking scary. Yeah. And and it makes me really happy to hear because I didn't know there was a lawyer attached to this because we, and and I'm fortunate enough, he's one of our partners in a couple of our projects down in San Diego. He's done the same thing. Like, and and I told him the minute he did, I'm like, dude, what you're doing right now is empowering owners because right now we're fucking scared because if they start, you know, threatening the, your, your liquor license and other shit, you know, it's, it's scary shit. When you have someone those saying, Hey, no, no, no. Like we're upholding the constitution. Right. It helps, you know, give you a little bit more legs yeah. underneath you. But I was going to just, just to bring it uh, back around when I said it started and ended with my employees. And that's, that's where we're at now. Cause I said it started, but we never closed cause we had jobs. And now at the end here, it's like, we're, you know, we're staying open and fighting for them. And I, and I, I'd said this before to be clear, when we operated like a, like a candles or a dairy queen, we actually were rather profitable Mm. and it was kind of, kind of crazy to us that we were like, you know, kind of crushing. And we started doing two for one cocktails. I had the, the the night Jacob Holland, I worked with that dairy queen, Mm -hmm. sent me a text message like 1030 at night, the night before that we were allowed to sell alcohol to go. And I was like, what? Oh, this is a game changer. Right <laughs> you know what I'm saying? You know what I mean? So I that night was up till almost two in the morning. I went got when I got home, I designed these stickers, um, you know, with our logo on them. I had one that was like it was like craft, one that said margarita, and one that said 
uh, was other for like beer and other things that we would do. I made these cocktails, three different colors, you know what I mean? Color coordinated with our logo on them and little lines to, for our, our staff to write on them. Went to the, our poke restaurant, which we had these for our, we do um, uh, milk teas there, you know, boba milk tea stuff yeah, there yeah, too. Yeah. So we had our clear 16 ounce cl um, things in lids. I went and grabbed all that information. And then, um, anyways, our, our videographer just rolled oh, in, perfect. content creator. But anyways, um, I went I went there, picked up the stuff at, at Pokey that next morning, brought it all over, we're doing to-goes. I, I emailed my sticker guy that night. By five o'clock, by five o'clock, he printed all my stickers, had them cut out, little round, you know, two and a half inch stickers. And we were just slinging two for ones to go that night with oh, our logo yeah. on them. And it started to happen, you know, uh, you know, Every, everyone started doing the same thing, which is smart, you know, and it had our logo on it. People, our social media, people were taking pictures. And there's Super a picture cool. with our food and our logos on top of it. I mean, as far as like, just like I said, I enjoyed that part of it, like getting creative. Yeah. And we just started slinging it out the front door like crazy. Yeah. So when people say like, um, the reason I said that is to say that people are saying we're being selfish now. And, and the mayor of San Diego came out and called our, our industry selfish and the mm -hmm. owners selfish. And that makes people very angry to take a stance like that when you don't even know us. Mm -hmm. I, think he's, yeah, I think he's wishing for an edit on that one. Yeah, he probably is, and he should be wishing wishing for an edit. Mm -hmm. We stayed open for our employees and 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 the and their children and their homes and everything that they stand for. We fought with them, like Andy said. It's I'm I'm dead serious about it. I would not be there without my staff. I mean, I could get mm -hmm. emotional right now about it because in the beginning of the first recession, our, our head cook Mingo, which I, I already feel the emotion coming up. We would get paid. I, I didn't have money to pay my staff during that time in 2009. Based in 2009, it really got ugly, right? Mm -hmm. Almost three months behind with our vendors, our vendors, some of our vendors that we still kept today, and that's why people don't understand. I can get you better price. I'm like, you don't understand what these people did for me. Yeah. You might be able to beat their price now, and of course you're gonna raise them up. You know how that's what they do. That's right. the trick of the big of, of the industry, right? It's like, hey, come in, here's our prices. And then ding, 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 and they slowly go up yeah. on you. I literally remember multiple times handing him, handing him, uh, cash at the time sometimes. I'd borrow money from, borrowing money, get cash, to just to go give my, my people their money, right? Yeah. Like legit, and him taking that envelope and handing me back and saying, hey, pay the meat so we can keep open. Yeah, yeah. And that dude now is our, our, our manager, you know what I'm saying? Like mm -hmm. our kitchen manager, manages, you know, basically oversees both our senior grubbies. That's the kind of, that's who we're fighting for, that person. Because yeah. without that person, I wouldn't be where I'm at today. Mm -hmm. So when they keep saying we're selfish, if I was selfish, I would have laid off half my staff again and went back to slinging out the front door and mm -hmm. making making money, you mm -hmm. know what I mean? Right now we're on that, it's that balance of, are we making money, do we make money this month? Oh, we netted 3%, oh, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, like breaking that, even's that, a victory. That's a, that's a success. It's a huge win. Yeah, it's, it's a, a win. huge win. Yeah. You know, and then other months we, we lost, I mean, November, I'll throw it out there. Carlsbad alone, November, we lost almost $20,000. You know what I'm saying? Just to stay open yeah, and yeah. fight. Yeah. So like, you know, when people think like, oh, they're selfish, no, no, no. Selfish should be closing and, and playing it as safe as possible. That's mm -hmm. selfish. And just thinking about yourself. And thinking about myself, exactly. Right. If, if you just thought about yourself, you probably could bunker down and it would actually save you more money, which is a crazy thought. So yeah, you're yeah. right. And it I'm is. sure we'll get to the next point of like why, there's that reason, that's the main reason why we stayed open. But if you get into like, I'll, I, I'll let you segue it, but contact tracing. No, segue yourself, man. <laughs> contact tracing, uh, um, you know, the new studies. I mean, um, and this is what we've been seeing at our city council meeting recently, our own city of Carlsbad, which is another just like heart-wrenching thing that our own city government, certain people in our city government, our city council would turn themselves against us and, and then say that they feel they're doing the right thing, it's the right thing to do. Many other cities across the U.S. didn't have their own city council turn against them. Our, we're already fighting the state. We're already fighting the county. We're already fighting just to stay open. We're fighting to feed our people. Why would you also say, you know what? Let's go ahead and throw. Let's go ahead and get on them too. Let's like we're already getting kicked. Like, you know I mean, they're like For that. For sure. Oh man, I don't want to get mean about it, but part of me is like, they're like, oh, they're getting kicked already. Let me get my kick in. Mm -hmm. That's kind of how I I kind of took it. Mm -hmm. It's like. Why would you want to do that to us? You don't have to do it, so mm -hmm. why would you want to do it? Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, and then, anyways, I, I could go around around circles about this, but follow the new studies. There's so much new new content, new stuff out there that now, like Chicago, look at Chicago and New York. Now they're talking about we need to open, we need to get yeah. our restaurants open. Yeah, you know, LA has been a festering mess for months because they closed down. Mm -hmm. And my main argument, I'll just give you my pitch right now. When I see people like, why are you staying open? I said, let me just give you a scenario. 
in this situation. I know you miss your family. You want to see this. You want to see your mom. You haven't seen her in a while. Would you want to go to, this is where I would want to go. I want to go to gover, government regulated facility where they're, where they're social distancing, they're wearing masks, they're sanitizing, they're doing everything in their power to keep themselves and their people safe mm -hmm. in a controlled government controlled environment. Wouldn't you want to go there and like, oh yeah, absolutely, that's where I want to go. I go, yeah, great, that's called a restaurant. Yeah, it's a restaurant. That's, that's a restaurant, people. Yeah. We are government regulated far, be, far before this pandemic we have guidelines and things we have to follow. We have health inspectors that come in and check on us. We have ABC inspectors that come in and check on us. Mm -hmm. We are government regulated. And then in the, the study that came out in New York showed on contact tracing that they did, restaurants were less than one and a half percent of the spread. For sure. One and a half, where home gatherings are over 70%. So now it's starting to come out. Now it's like all of a sudden like it's some big revelation. But we've had this, these studies for like three months. And that's been my thing. It's like, look at, like, we're providing a safe environment for people to gather. Like, for sure. Like, well, I don't understand why people don't understand that. And then shout out to Keith Blackburn because he, he's the, uh, he's on the, the council. He said, I'm not for doing this because it's gonna like they give the def what happened in Encinitas. They took away all their outside dining, and all the people did was move inside dining. Yeah. And he's like, I don't want that. I'm not voting for this. That's not what I want. Mm -hmm. I don't want to see people go from the outside where it's safe, open air, or in Southern California dining, where, where they're spacing and sanitizing everything, and then take these people and go inside where it's where it's going to fester, so mm -hmm. to speak. Yeah. So, well, anyways, I, there's my little. You, you made a point that I've been saying that I, I think it's. Uh, I think it'd be common sense, but that doesn't really. Move this little bad boy up a little bit is kind of dropping. Can you hear him well? Yeah. Okay. Uh, is I've said this several times. I'm like, dude, this is such a case of irony is they're telling and this is specific to restaurants and bars and food service industry is people who comply have to comply mm -hmm. to run their business with the health department and all those sanctioning bodies and we're being told what to do you're being told what to do as mm -hmm. far as like health standards like are you kidding me this is like take the pandemic way we have to do this just to keep our doors open right you right. know so uh, for yeah. me and, and that's just specific there's a lot of industries that have been impacted as i found it super ironic that we're telling people who they live and die by the health department, you guys, each 20 years, mm -hmm. then all of a sudden you guys are coming and telling us how to, either way, and we won't go down, we won't go down that role. But I do want to hear your guys' involvement because I know you had a, a, a city council meeting this week. And one thing I've learned is, is our local politics. I've learned a lot more and I've got a lot more involved with this year because they actually have a lot more um, influence over businesses than mm -hmm. we never knew existed because times were normal and they just kind of collected their check and we didn't even hear no or do anything with them. Now we have to hear no and listen to them. Yeah. Is what's your, what's your guys' experience and I guess what would you give as advice or suggestion from, I know you, you just had the council meeting like from a local political standpoint. Shoot, I don't know. It's, uh, you know, Justin's definitely a lot, you know, deeper in the city politics than I am. Um, and even really not that much, but, yeah, you know, I've just, I don't know, kind of part of our, you know, our, our downtown village vibe and our, you know, community committed that we've really been focusing on. Um, it's just been nice to know that, you know, when our backs are up against the wall, which they have been recently. There was a meeting two weeks ago, and then also as most recently as this last Tuesday, um, where you know certain members wanted to increase, enhance enforcement on us. So you know people that were essentially defying the orders, the restaurants, and you know non-compliant to the state mandate. Um, and so you know it's important to pay attention to those things because it is a process, a lot of a process that a lot of people don't know. And one of the benefits, you know, between him and I is we were able to essentially, you know, use our platforms to, to voice, hey, this is what's happening. You know, do you, if, do you support what we're doing? Like, do you want to be a, a part of this? And, um, and if you are, you know, this is how you can help. Yeah. And so, you know, we did kind of a, a call to action, if you will. And, you know, like, and it was literally save our jobs. Yeah, for yeah, this community and here's how you can help and you know anyone that hasn't been a part of a city council meeting and then especially <laughs> now since it's like you know remotely and you got to call on your phone it's extremely boring 
the first meeting, eight hours on the phone. Oh, yeah. yeah. The second yeah. meeting, five hours on the phone. Yep. And so it's it's difficult, you know, to really be like a part of that. But you know, we're we're really fortunate, really blessed that our community really came together and spoke up, and there was like overwhelming support. I think between the two meetings, like close to three hundred um, different people called in and um, oh, wow. in support of what we were doing, and you know a lot of them were kind of mimicking the same. It's like, look, like we've 11 months in here, the restaurants aren't the problem, you know, let them open safely. Cause that's been yep. our biggest thing. Open safe, safe. open safe. safe, you know? And, and like he was that, saying, that's like, all, that's, show us, yeah. show us another place you can go visit like that. that's cleaner and more sanitary than a restaurant that you're going to like, you're sure. going to sit down at a table that nobody else has touched. Everything's sanitized from the pen that you use to sign your check to, you know, sure the stool that you're sitting on mm -hmm. and and allow people to make that choice you know allow mm -hmm. the community to make their their own decisions free will i think we still got that right yeah and so you know it's extremely important to be involved in those decision makings and the very first meeting you know i think you know our voices were really heard and you know we won kind of a, a small victory where that added enforcement um you know to shut us down did not go through on a vote I thought it was gonna buy us a little bit more time, didn't you? Yeah. I thought it was gonna buy us a little <laughs> yeah. bit more time, but we were two weeks back at the city council meeting. Yeah. And you know, it was a little bit of a different tune. You could feel a different vibe. And I just feel like, you know, where we had a ton of community support, you know, protests at city hall prior to the meeting, being on the news, exposure, um, a lot of community members um, stepping up. And, but it was just a, a slightly different vibe. And it just felt like, you know, I feel like the decision was already made and so they just kind of like politely listen to everybody what they said but it didn't matter yeah they you could have a thousand that. people say like sure, what yeah. you're doing is wrong this is how we need to be doing it this is part of our community yeah. this is these are good these are good ways to move forward what you're doing is a step in the back backwards yeah. but it 100%. didn't matter and, and it went through so it's unfortunate now um because and, we, and we reached out. So you can talk about you should talk about that. How in the first meeting, and we reached out. Yeah, Andy reached out to our district rep and was like, "Hey, look at I'm here." It was sincere, and Andy helped get that person in office in the, in the, in the in, in that person's first term. Many you know? years ago. Oh, wow. Many years ago. Many years ago. They had a, a they had a meet and greet here. Meet and greet here, for this this district rep and said in know the them meeting. Personally. Yeah, know them personally. Have, have, they have cell phone numbers and said, hey, reach out to us. And the whole time they were talking about, oh, we're collaborating. How many, like you always said, how many times we hear that word in the meetings? A thousand times we talked about We're going to collaborate with these businesses. We're going to work with these what businesses. And for the record, so everyone understands, I had one, di one member c um, contact me, and they weren't from our district. Our own district person didn't contact not one restaurant person in this person's district to talk to us. Oh. Not one, and, and my thing is like, I feel like their focus is incorrect and in, in, in error because they're looking at how can they enforce on us instead of going, hey, how we need to talk to state more. We need to get these people involved. Let's be the link. Let's do something different. Let's link up with county and state and let's mm -hmm. get these people involved in the conversation. Like you had said before, is like getting people, it just get us, let us have our platform. Give us, put it, bring us to the table so we can tell you this is what we think and if, you know, a little give and take, let's figure something out. Yeah, working together. Working sure. together. Coming up with a solution. The word's called collaboration, if you didn't know. Is that the definition? <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. That's, that's they collaboration, They bro. used the word, and I was like, do they know what it means? Because, like, yeah, it's called let me collaboration, check my voicemail. It's called collaboration. It's, you know, Google, collaboration and pivot are the two words. Google that. that right. Yeah. Pivot is pivot. another word yeah. that, that's just been just, yeah. Pivot. Google yeah. that. And I still want to say the same thing to, to our county, uh, uh, to our county, to our state. We're open for conversation. We're open for ideas. We're Absolutely. open, but the, the, the thing we're not open to is closing our doors. I'm, I'm not open to that. Mm -hmm. um, but our environment, we do. We create a safe environment. You know, we, 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 we're following the rules. And I want to I emphasize the fact that the only people that we're technically standing with, I mean, there's other people who might be using our, our tags or, or doing it also, but the ones that I go out and support, like, you know, I took my mom out to Vigalucci's, um, um, the other day, cause I love me. I'm, I'm half Italian, half Italian. I don't know, man. I've heard <laughs> a couple Polish. different, a couple yeah. different things since we sat down. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But only places I'm really trying to support are the ones that are really trying to do it right. So mm -hmm. we're not trying to. Uh, we're it's not, not trying free to be, for all. Yeah, we're not, not trying to be super all. spreaders. You know, yeah, that's yeah, another yeah. another key uh, key phrase there. Yeah, we're super taking spreaders. it very serious. We're, we're taking not, it dead serious. Yeah. yeah, and and it's I can't remember the guy's name, but he was on a, a Joe Rogan podcast. He was a big restaurateur up in LA. 
and he said something like, damn, this guy is right. He said, you know, ever since, since March till now, he's like, every crazy little or big policy specific to the restaurant industry that's been put out, we haven't said no, and almost in general, we haven't said no once. We've said yes to everything. You want us indoor? Cool. You want us outdoor? Cool. You want us 25%, 30%, 40%? Yes, yes. Mask, gloves, boots, whatever. It's like we've said yes. So I think that's where I hit a point, and, I, and, it's, and it's fair and it's owed, is you're right. You make a great point. One thing I won't do is I won't close. That doesn't mean I'm, that doesn't mean I'm going to completely defy and just do my own thing. Yeah. But now that we're a month away from marking a year on the calendar, I think it's fair it's to say, wild. hey, let us tell you what we've seen this last year and what we think would work best exactly because the latest council meetings at least down in our neck of the woods you know we're it still feels like we're back in march like some of the questions and, and, yeah. and things they ask i'm like are we old like you guys data. haven't left your you haven't left your offices have yeah. you old like, data okay. yeah so yeah. I, I think it would if the, the true definition of collaboration is to get the feedback back from and and i even said like i would love to see someone on our local city council and all up to federal who I can relate to, like, it's a business owner, someone who's got not all years in that, and, and it's not anything wrong. They probably know a lot of shit that we don't know, you know, right. like Absolutely. running, running, doing their job, same thing. Like if you came in here, you wouldn't know. If I came into your desk, I wouldn't know either. But we gotta have one person who sits in there who speaks our language and not just restaurant, like business in general. The, right. They could sit in there and be like, hey guys, what you just proposed at this table, it's kind of fucking crazy. It's not going to work. In theory, yeah. it sounds good and yeah. all, but it, that's not going to work out there in the real world. So could at least keep some sort of checks and balance in yeah. in a different sense. Exactly. Like you have these ideas. Well, let me bounce it off of me who's actually be the, operating those ideas and let me give you some feedback on how totally. certain things will and will not work. Because yeah. like you said, we're more than willing and open to do whatever it takes. You know I mean? We're not, again, not selfish. We're trying to survive and keep our businesses open and feed people. That's what this is about. Right. You know? And we've been playing, we've been playing by their the playbook game. for the last 11 months. And yeah. what has changed? What, what I, I said this a ways back is like for each, the most vulnerable industries, which are restaurants, gyms, these vulnerable ones is a long time ago should have gone to who is the best in the city? Our like our local people, who is the best? Let's put them in a room and you guys put together your pitch on how we reopen. We could yeah. say no, but go to someone and go to restaurants, go to mm -hmm. gyms, put us together your pitch, let us let us chop it up, let us pick it apart, but have someone out in that space months and months, even back as far as March, be like, hey, how are we gonna reopen this thing? We're gonna bring you in and you let us yeah. know. But even that hasn't happened. That's just identifying one person or persons from yeah. each group to at least give some sort of like uh, clear path because it's so unclear right now, yeah. which is which is even scarier. Yeah, yet. yeah. And then like mm -hmm. Andy brought up a point before, which is a whole different conversation. Which I'll just say real quick is that like you like there was a Walmart somewhere locally that shut down there. Like I think at forty or something. I might be wrong. You guys can Google that. That uh, um, had like forty something people had 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 a breakout. You know, uh, local Costco here had I think six or seven people recently. I just told by a friend that works at Costco they have six or seven people out on COVID. Like we. At, 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 my, at my restaurants, we've had zero, zero contact infections, zero. Mm -hmm. The only only employees that ever had uh, been affected with COVID were because of family outside gatherings over holidays. One was, uh, in, we had one in uh, over Thanksgiving through a soccer game, you know what I mean? And mm -hmm. you know, some people got caught it there, but we've never, we've had zero. And that's why I said, if, if it was, if we were such the super spreader, all my staff, we already, Andy and I, we already been, we already had it, you know, yeah, like, we've yeah. already been through it. But we've had zero, you know what I mean? The, the old knock on wood and all that, but we've had zero contact at, at our restaurants, zero. Yeah. So, I mean, like, and we have, we have, we have over a hundred employees mm -hmm. and not one's been infected by it. You know and what you've mean? never and, closed. And, and, and we've never, never closed. Yeah, and I'm sure there's a lot of people who have that same track oh, record. Oh, there's, there's tons and tons and tons that have had that same. Yeah, what, what's crazy most, too, and, most and, and really relevant, a couple weeks ago, I was, I was with my buddy who owns Cloak and Pedal in Little Italy. And I was at Cloak and Pedal, it was before the stay at home order. And he said the same thing as I have zero. And he's like, and actually, you want to know what? I had one one of his busters. He's like, he showed up, skateboard. He lives local, showed, showed up. And we have, they, they do temp checks at the door. And his temperature was just a little bit, uh, a little high. So kid shows up for his shift that night, scanned his temperature. He was above whatever the, the temperature yeah, is that they were saying. Yep. And he said, you can't work. Sent him home, paid for his COVID test. Didn't even have it. He's like, Pete, he's like, we've had zero. I had to send a kid home who's trying to work just because we are taking every measure possible. Yep. So we keep that zero yep. case. But um, I know we're about, so we're close to landing the plane. Um, I wanted to, I never ended it this way. If there's anything, because I know you guys are super community involved. You guys are up here 
kind of uh, operating in a different fashion that I'm super glad we came up and, and talked about. But if there's anything without me asking that you kind of wanted to use to use to put out there or what you guys are doing moving forward, anything as far as like other businesses or what you've seen, it's kind of like open mic, you know, just put out there one last uh, hmm. message. I was going to say is one thing for sure for those that want to support, they can use the hashtag community committed. Um, in any of your posts, and, uh, and that's just not for Carl's back. That's, that's not for, for that. This cool. uh, we're hoping this goes uh, county, state, nationwide um, for people to make a stand and fight for their rights. Um, and then another thing would be is get active. I always used to crack about key. I call them keyboard cowards, like the ones that get on there and like bash you online. You know what I mean? And they don't even put up a. You don't even see what their face looks like, but. Um, that's a whole other subject, so I should have said that. But um, <laughs> if uh, what well, we love to see those, actually, people get on their keyboards and get vigilant and email the county boards, email the, the governor's office, email your your local city um, city, and and show your support, and and let let the numbers be heard because. The, the amount of support that's come out and supported us is overwhelming. Like, holy yeah. cow, like we're on weights, like mm -hmm. weights mm -hmm. to, to eat because people are so excited to come out and do something and show their support and they know they're safe. That's one thing that was coming down those phone calls a lot was I feel safe there. Yeah, sure. we I, appreciate I, everything. I appreciate doing. you doing that. I could bring my friends, you guys sanitize, it's clean. We sit down, we socialize, then we go back home. Yeah, you know, yeah. you're at the same house, you're, you're touching that refrigerator door, you're touching the doorknob, you're spreading at home. So, you know, show your support and get involved. And I, that's what I would say is is contact your your elected officials and let them know, hey, I'm, I support this. You know, and hopefully we can get it get it going on. I love that. Yeah. And, and, and to that point, you know, we're just you know, we're one of one of the many thousands of businesses nationwide, you know, kind of suffering through all this. And so, you know, the. The biggest thing that, you know, we've seen as we've kind of, you know, taken this kind of really scary stand and using, uh, you know, our constitutionally protected rights to continue to stay open and fight for ourselves and for our families. And, you know, one of the things I love to see from that is where it started so small and then you'll drive through somewhere and you'll see new restaurants that are open that are, you know, we're giving, we're empowering them and giving them the courage to also stand up for what's right. And the the biggest best thing you can do at home or watching this is to share just share the message we're constantly putting out videos we're saying yes and we're very gracious for you for letting us share our message today with you yeah thank you and, yes, and getting sure. the word out and, and any kind of news story any kind of publication and it's just just making people aware that it, it doesn't come from a selfish spot it really comes from a genuine heartfelt spot and it starts with our staff and you know I constantly just, again, last yesterday, I had an employee meeting down at my other establishment. And I just said, hey, I just want to do a check-in. First of all, thank you for everything. Is everyone still on board with this? Do you guys all mm -hmm. still feel comfortable doing what we're doing? And every one of them are like, yes. And thank you for standing up and fighting for us and informing us and then bringing us in and making us part of every you know decision moving forward because we're doing it collectively, safely, as a group. That's great. Yeah. Love it. Yeah. Well, like I told you before we came on camera is my intention here isn't at all to like put more attention on defying orders or like any sort of witch hunt or anything like that. I think it was more to humanize another aspect of the I call it the collateral damage being done by this, this virus and the pandemic and all that. So I think you guys have done a great job of that. I really appreciate it. Really appreciate the man Mosa as well. Time. Really jump started yeah. my Anytime. Friday. There we go. Um, but I also want to come up here more frequent. I love Carlsbad. Um, I am going to try a street taco and make you own your words on that one. <laughs> yeah. But Please Andy, Justin, uh, this was great. Thanks for carving out time in today. And I'm sure it won't be the last time we talk. Absolutely. Yeah. Thanks, Pete. Appreciate cool. it. Yep.